Blog Talk Radio. for picking out that song this evening. Uh, That's off of the Reflections album uh, and Brian Fouts on keyboard. So with that, 
Hey, good evening, everyone. So tonight on Reaching Out Radio, Pastor Leah and I are going to be sharing four things that can assist you with defining who you really are. And these will help you with your walk in life and to give you encouragement with meeting your challenges and your purpose and your journey. And remember, regardless of your age or your position or your station in life, God has a plan for you. And he has a purpose for you. So this evening, we're going to be sharing those four things that will impact your future. And these four things are balance change in commitment, and foundation, and back to your future. And no, Marty's not going to be out there in his little special car going back to the future. We've got something really great for you. So anyway, we want you to just sit back and relax, and we want you to have some fun tonight with our show. So with that, greetings from the scenic Columbus, Texas, where the town is located on the beautiful Colorado River. Now, Columbus is one of the oldest surveyed and platted Anglo-American towns in Texas. And it is on this site of the legendary Indian village of Montezuma. So now members of Stephen F. Austin's old 300 group began arriving in the area way back in 1821. And so with that, good evening, Sister Montel Fields. I'm Brian Fouts. And I'm Leah Fouts. And this evening, we are excited to be back here on Reaching Out Radio, where we are reaching out to be the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. And now, for those of you that are in the listening area, Leah and I are with Hazak Ministries. And our ministry was started with the vision to bring a message of hope, healing, and encouragement to those who are hurting, that are lost, or hopeless. The word Hazak is a Hebrew word. It means to make or be strong, to strengthen, to sustain, to support, and to encourage. Ah. We hope that you, our, our listeners, will be encouraged with our message this evening. Now, if you've missed some of our previous radio programs, you can always go to Reaching Out Radio at www.blogtalkradio, that's blog, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, and just type in Brian and Leah Faust, and there you can find all of our previous radio shows, and you can listen to them free on demand. Before we start, let's open the program with a word of prayer. I would like to pray for protection for Montel and for Reaching Out Radio. Amen. And we pray against any technical difficulties, against any demonic powers in the airwaves. You bet. And we would also like to pray for those in the listening audience. And we pray for open hearts and changed lives this evening. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 and amen. Well, folks, we've got a really great show in store for you this evening. And we want to share with you that we're going to be talking about these four things that will really impact your future. We're going to be talking about balance, change in commitment, foundation, and back to your future. So with that, let's get started. So Leah, are you ready? 
Yep, let's go. Well, you know, I just love living out here in the country, and especially near the Colorado River. Oh, me too. And you know, it's very beautiful out here. Yes, it is. And I just love the people who live here, and it's very peaceful, and there are lots of side country roads out here that we can travel on. That's right. It is peaceful, and I love the drives we take. Now, tonight we're going to be talking about that word balance. Balance? This sounds really awesome. Well, yes, it is, and learning what it really means to have balance in our lives. This is going to be a fun topic for our listeners tonight, Brian. You bet it is. So, folks, grab your pen or pencil or paper and get ready to learn some really great tips for your walk in life. Or get to your computer or iPad or iPhone and be prepared for some great ideas to help you and your future. Ah, so are you ready, my bride? Yes, let's get started. Well, today we're going to be talking again about that word balance. Yep, balance. You bet it is, balance. And you know, these past weeks have really been pretty busy for us. Yes, they have been. I feel like we have had an extremely busy schedule. (laughs) I know, and that I've kept you busy with our prayer ministry and keeping (laughs) them posted up in our ministry log. Boy, have you ever. And it's been fun reading back over many of the prayer requests, answers to prayer, and divine encounters that we have had this past year. It has just been amazing. So, well, while we've been working, I was thinking about the very same thing. And I thought that there are others who are probably that have been going through some similar changes. Like what? Well, in all of the things that we do in ministry, we have several items that go with us using kingdom principles in our work. You know, there is pre-preparation, preparation, pre-preparation, preparation. Oops, I repeated that. Uh, There's planning, and there's praying, and then working in our ministry, talking with people, ministering to people, and praying with those who need prayer. And finally, the other day, I just finally had to take a breather, and all I could say was, Whew, boy, am I fatigued. What's with that? I know. I feel the same way, Brian. And, you know, during my downtime, I had to stop and think, wow, you know, this has really been a crazy month. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, I remember that we had talked about this same topic not long ago. (laughs) That's right. We did. And, you know, like a great deal of other people that we know, for us, things have just been really, really busy. And, you know, when I was thinking about the challenges of the the day-to-day ministry activities and thinking about writing another book. Oh, yes. I am always amazed on where you find time for these thoughts. (laughs) It's all all God, dear, because they're not mine. (laughs) Yes, it is. So this month I took some time off the other day, and I went to a nice, quiet place. Ah, uh, your safe place in at Beeson Park. Yeah, that's my new safe place out there. So there I was, sitting on one of the park benches, and then shazam, that word balance came to my mind. <laughs> I just 
I just love it when the Lord works like that. I am reminded in the scripture in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, in the NIV, is to call on me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. You know, man, there's a concept for you. (laughs) So what does this really mean? I mean, to be balanced. In accounting, we know what that means. It means that the checkbook and the expenses have to be balanced. But what about life? Brian, I want to do this one. Okay, my darling, it's all yours. The online dictionary defines the word balance as a stable mental or physical, I'm sorry, psychological state, emotion, stability, or harmony in the parts of a whole. Boy, that's just a mouthful, and that was really great, Leah. You know, now that same word in the Hebrew is the word mozanion, and it means scales and balances. And in Proverbs 16.11, and I'm reading this from the King James Version, it reads, A just weight and balance are the Lord's. All of the weights of the bag are in his work. So like they say, it's in his bag. (laughs) Well, here is something neat that I found. That same word for balanced is also the word harmony. And it means agreement in action, opinion, feeling, and accord. Well, did you have a scripture verse that you wanted to share with us this week, Leah, on this area? Oh, yes. I have (laughs) excitement. It's so exciting. (laughs) Yes, I did. This is from Zechariah 6, verse 13 in the NIV. And it is he who will build the temple of the Lord, and he will be clothed with majesty and will sit and rule on his throne, and he will be a priest on his throne, and there will be harmony between the two. That's just really cool. There will be harmony between the two. And you know that other word that goes with harmony is the word peace. And in Hebrew, that word is shalom. And it means completeness, Mm -hmm. it means soundness, it Mm -hmm. means welfare, and of course, it means peace. So with you, when you leave, shalom. Uh Aha. I found a great scripture of comfort concerning peace. This is from John uh, number uh, 1427 in the New International Version. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I want to read that back for our listeners tonight. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. And do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Amen. Well, that's just really awesome. That, as they say, is most excellent, eh, woman? (laughs) So, so Brian, let's get back to this word, balance. How do we we handle this balance? Well, basically, we have to learn to live our life in harmony with our environment. This means a balance in our jobs or our careers, 
a balance with our family and our loved ones, a balance in our hobbies and in our personal enjoyment time. And this includes a balance in our physical, mental, and spiritual environment as well. Okay. So do you mean like eat right, get plenty of sleep, a good nutritional diet, and exercise? Uh, Yep, it does. Well, what happens if we don't do these things, Brian? Well, you know, too much time in one area will actually result or create stress and strain on our bodies and our minds. And this will create creases and cracks in those areas not being used, and it will bring with it oppression and fatigue. Wow. Now that is something to know and think about, Brian. Well, and so... What are some things that you think can actually bring about a balance and stress into our life and that would cause an unbalance in our daily walk, Leah? Well, I guess spending too much time on one area of your life. Well, that's right. This could cause a dent in our armor, as they say, and in our business and our family life. So do you have maybe a specific idea on maybe what some of those things could be, Leah? Oh, yes. Remembering when you were in the auto supply business, your mind was always on work, work, (laughs) and more work. You know I have to be there early to open up, and I might have to stay late, and if shorthanded, I might have to count down all of the cash drawers, then come home and use the computer to reorder my parts for the day. <laughs> yep, I remember those days. Work, 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 work. And, oh, and thank you again so much for reminding me of those days. <laughs> I think for women it might be that we are trying to take care of the baby or small child, and then when they take their nap in the afternoon, then instead of us also taking a short nap, to rest and recharge ourselves, we try to clean house and wash clothes and then try to prepare dinner. (laughs) Yeah, I can remember those nights coming home and you had brown circles underneath your eyes and I said, did you nap with the baby? Well, I didn't have time. I had to do this and I had to do that and I had to do the other. And gosh, I'm really tired. (laughs) And yes, dear, and then there's that. Oh, yeah. I can see where both Men and women get lost in the daily chore and work and suddenly forget that there needs to be some kind of balance. You bet there is. Stop the presses. (laughs) So you see the stresses in life can actually have a big impact and it will actually affect other areas of our lives. Brian, I also was thinking that there may there may be some other areas of stress that affects the balance in our lives. Well, like, what's that, Leah? Since we have been, since we have been revisiting your diary and journals for the next future books, I am reminded of the emotional challenges that come up. Yeah, like, what are some of those challenges? Well, first, especially for women, it can be getting engaged and then getting married. (laughs) Yes, that can even be an emotional for a man, but 
sometimes the men actually don't think about that until after they're married. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, is that truth. There can be an increase in financial obligations, you know, like debt. That's a good one, Leah. So have you got any more? Well, sure. Moving into a new home or having a baby and even a divorce. (laughs) What was it that Jeff Foxworth, he once said, he says, you know, a divorce and a marriage is somebody's going to lose a trailer. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and these can be very upsetting and bring about an unhealthy balance to a person's life. And I know that a chronic illness or an injury can actually make that balance be even more out of whack. And Brian, remember the loss of a loved one. Can It can be very traumatic, and especially if it's a child. Well, you're absolutely correct, Leah. And, you know, it's just like what we went through when we lost our only child, Victoria, to a murder. Yes. And, you know, with so much going on in our lives, we literally have to take time out to recharge because that Energizer Bunny does not keep on going. We cannot do all things and expect to be sane and survive. It's time to take a chill pill. You bet it is time. Take that chill pill. And this is the time that you actually have to take time out to rest and reflect on where we are Mm -hmm. and where we're heading and knowing actually what our purpose here is in life. So, Brian... What are some things that a person can do to bring balance back into their lives? You know, I've heard it shared by many pastors and prophetic teachers that it's time to recalibrate, Hmm. that it's time to recheck our compasses and then reset our gauges and then get back on track. You know, it's kind of like flying a plane or piloting a ship. You know, you have to constantly go back and you have to check the compass and recheck the compass. Otherwise, you can literally find yourself off course. If you're in the air, that could be hundreds of miles off course. And if you're in the boat, well, God knows where that is. Oh, no. Does this mean to go and see how we sleep, diet, and exercise? Oh, those are terrible words, Leah. Yes, it does. And sometimes it is important for us to revisit those dreaded areas that we want to forget. Yes, eat right, proper diet, exercise, and get plenty of rest. Wow, I just knew that would be in there. (laughs) So what do you think that we can do to relieve ourselves of stress and bring balance, actually bring that balance back into our lives? Well, one thing that that I think that we can do is to ask ourselves, What can I do about the source of stress in my daily walk in life? And actually write these thoughts down and think through the positive and negative aspects of the stress. That's right. That's good. Think through the positive and the negative aspects of the stress. Yep. And those, Leah, are really, really great ideas. And, you know, and it is really important to keep a positive attitude and learn to respond and not react when things happen. Mm -hmm. And always, always, always look for the good. I think, too, that it is important that we learn to share our feelings with one another and to share them in a nice way with others. 
do not get angry or upset like Brian likes to tell me. I'm I am only sharing with you my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just sharing my thoughts with you. Yes. Uh what a sweetheart you are. <laughs> now something else that you can do is to exercise regularly. Even if nothing more, if you just go for a walk, mm-hmm. you'll actually feel better and you'll be more prepared to handle the challenges. Walking allows you to just take a breather and to concentrate on something else and to kind of relax. Brian, here is something that is equally important to do. Learn to practice and or I'm sorry, learn and practice to relax. You know, learn some breathing exercises to mediate and spend time in prayer. That's not mediate, that's meditate. Oh, meditate. (laughs) Whoops. Okay, as I like to share with people, when things are crazy, learn to let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. Uh, yeah, I, I I love that from you. <laughs> Even in my times of stress and stuff, you'd lured at me and said, Brian, breathe in, let it go, <laughs> just let it go, let it go. Don't hang on to it, just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we also have to learn to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. That means we've got to learn to eat fruits and vegetables some whole grains, and learn what foods may be best for you and for your blood type. You know, like for me, it's uh, bluebell ice cream and carrot cake. (laughs) And here is something that I have learned over the years. We have to learn to manage our time. Yep, It it is important to manage our time. Yes, time management, and that is equally, equally important. And we need to make time for hobbies and for interest. Mm-hmm. You know, play a game or two or go for a drive, take time out and relax and just have fun. And here is my all-time favorite, get enough rest and sleep. Sleep lets your body rest and recharges your battery to get up and go get them on the next day. Now, that's too funny that you would remember that. That used to be hung <laughs> on the bathroom wall. Yes. Yes, this is a great day to get up and go get them. <laughs> and for you, when it's time to rest, I just say take a nap and you close your eyes and you're out. <laughs> well, and then this is for you, my dear. You've got mm-hmm. to spend time with those people that love you. And that I love, too. Uh, that was very sweet. Well, and it is, because you don't want to spend time with people that will drain your energy, and there's a lot of drama that goes through. You've got to spend time with people that love you, that like you, and want to spend time with you. But most important of all, you've got to learn to bring balance into your life in all that you do, not just some things, but in all that you do. So, Brian, where do we go from here? Well, sometimes the easiest way, as they say, is to just get back to the basics. Ah. For me, it was a time to go back to where I find all of my strength. And that place, that is God's Word. I have the perfect scripture for this one, Brian. This comes from Deuteronomy chapter 4 uh, and 29 in the 
Nasby. But from here, or sorry, but from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you search for him with all your heart and all your soul. You bet I love that. Search for him with all of your heart and soul. Amen. So, for some, this may seem like this is not the place to go, that there's got to be some other way to find balance. (laughs) And they will say, you know, there are lots of professionals out there who write books. They have it down pat. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Yet, sooner or later, you will find yourself right back in the same spot and asking the same questions. That's right. And even when you think that you have it all, you still come up short. You're wanting and you're very weary. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the simplest answer is the hardest. Yep. And when I get there, I get back to basics. And this verse in the Psalms actually says it best. Oh, Brian, let me do this one. I love this passage. This is from Psalm 63:1 from the NASB, and it says, Oh, God, you are my God. I shall seek you earnestly. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Thus I have seen you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because you your loving kindness is better than life my lips will praise you psalm 63:1 in the nasby that's awesome and you know your body is a temple yes and you need to take care of it you need to feed it properly you need to keep it clean you need to exercise the muscles and the bones and rest and learn to find a balance between work, playtime, family, and prayer. And that doesn't mean spend 12 hours on a video game. <laughs> and I know that it seems like we all juggle plates on stick on a stick at times. There are some who are professionals at spinning lots of plates and keep everything going at all going all at once. But soon, sooner or later, You will get fatigued and weary, make some mistakes, trip, and begin dropping the plates one by one. (laughs) That's right. I remember I could do that like four or five plates at a time, and after two car wrecks, I found out that I couldn't do it, and I just started dropping plates, and I finally got down to just spinning one plate. So you're so right, Leah. God will never give you more than you can handle. So... You have to find the time to get back to the basics, and there, folks, you will find your balance. And that means to revisit those dreaded areas that we want to forget. And what are those? Eat right, proper diet, exercise, and get plenty of rest. Wow, not exactly some of my favorite things. (laughs) But most of all, important of all, is learning to bring balance to your life in all that you do. Not in some of what you do or a few of what you do, but in all of what you do. So you might ask yourself, so where do we go? Sometimes the easiest way is just to get back to the basics. For me, Brian, it was time to go back to where I find all of my strength. That is God's word. 
this is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone, and that's from Titus 3, verse 18 in the NIV. That is just really awesome, Leah. And that was well spoken. Yes. So what I want to do now is that we kind of want to move on to our next topic this evening on change and commitment. <laughs> so, wow, Leah, hey, 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 did you just feel that? No, Brian, feel what? It's in the air. What's in the air, Brian? Change, 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 change. Well, I'm just already breaking into song just thinking about the topic for this evening. Brian, stop. That's the music to Aretha, I'm sorry, Aretha Franklin's song, Chain, Chain, Chains. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it seems fun to go back and use it with today's topic. <laughs> All right. So what is our topic this evening? Well, as I mentioned earlier, again, we're going to be talking about change and commitment. Yes, change and commitment. Mm-hmm. Oh, and hey, hey, this is almost November, and we are almost about to start the new year, folks. That's right, folks. We are almost there. We're <laughs> 10 months away. But, you know, with the new year, there's two important things that are going to take place in our planning process, change and commitment. And, yes, we've already started the new year and the Hebrew new year because this is a new season. Brian, here is a wonderful reminder on commitment from our Lord. In Psalm 37, 3, 2, 5, it reads like this, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will do it. That is a really great verse to get us started this evening. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart and commit your ways to the Lord and trust in him, and he will do it. Man, that is just awesome. Now, there's two things that I'd like to share with others that are constant in life. One, God is God, yes. and there will be change. Oh, yeah, that's right, Brian. God is still God the maker of heaven and earth, father of time, inventions, and creative ideas, and there will always be change in our lives. The fact is we are given the free will and the power of choice. We can learn to adapt to the change or rebel against change. Uh, how we handle the Handle the changes can determine the journey that we are on. That's right. You can either adapt to the change or rebel against the change. Yep. And how we handle those changes can actually determine the journey that you're on. Leah, you rock tonight. <laughs> you know, we can do this with or without God's help. 
Mm-hmm. And I have found that over the years that change can be a great deal easier to handle when we allow God to guide us through the change than we try to depend upon ourselves. Mwah. <laughs> so then, what does that word change then really mean? Well, Brian, as you like to do, I looked up this word in the dictionary, and I found some really interesting answers. First of all, the dictionary defines change as the act or process or the result of altering or modifying something. Hmm, the result of altering or modifying something. That's kind of interesting. Well, secondly, it is the replacing of one thing for another. You You mean like kind of like substitution? Yeah, it also means a transformation to or a transition from one state or a condition or or phase to another. Wow, a transition from one state, like going from Texas to Louisiana or something? Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, listen, I found a really great passage in Daniel that actually talks about change. And uh, I'm reading this from Daniel 2.21, and I'm reading this from the Amplified Bible. Okay. It says, he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings, and he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. And that, again, that's from Daniel 2.21. In the Amplified. Yes, it is. Oh, I love that scripture passage. And here is something really neat about that word changes. In Hebrew, the word for changes is Shana. It means to change, be altered, and to be transformed. Ah. Shana na na. Shana na na na. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Shana. Oh, no, that's the wrong no, song. No, no. <laughs> you know, well, that's really cool. And, you know, when change first comes to our attention, we can sometimes go through the emotional state of change. Hmm. You know the drill. <laughs> Anxiety. The heart's pounding, anger, (laughs) or disappointment, or, oh, God, I'm confused, I don't know what to do, or, as they say, oh, boy, this is not good or fair, and then for some, boy, this just really sucks. You are right, Brian. Someone once said that life is not fair, and change can sometimes not be fair. (laughs) You know, when I was a kid and someone said, that's not fair, I'd hear my mother tell us, Brian, we live on the planet Earth, not the planet not fair. Yes. Okay, Brian. But at other times, change is a way of keeping us on our toes. We have to be on the lookout, not only for the enemy, but stay alert for the for the one who comes to take away what you have, who wants to steal your hope and joy. When that happens, we have to look for ways to readjust our position and stay focused on what is important in our life. Here is a great reminder from the Bible in in 1 Peter 5, 8, in the NIV. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Yes, and I share that with people all of the time when they just 
find so much going on, and I remind them that they've got to be alert and and sober because their enemy, the devil, is like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, to steal, cheat, maim, hurt, and even kill. And that is great advice, Leah, to stay alert, to be on the lookout. Mm -hmm. And you know what they say, the world needs now are more alerts. (laughs) So, Brian, how does change help us? Well, that's a really good question. You know, first off, that... Uh, What? And sometimes people will say, or just does it get in our way? But, Uh Leah, each one of us has been given a purpose for why we are here. Amen. And it is our responsibility to find out what that purpose is. Nobody's going to tell you except the Lord. And when we do find that out, we will find that each one of us has been blessed with certain gifts and talents from the Creator. I am reminded on something that Miles Monroe once wrote. He said, God has put a gift or talent in every person that the world will make room for. It is this gift that will enable you to fulfill your vision. It will make a way for you in life. It is in exercising this gift that you will find real fulfillment, purpose, and contentment in your work. It is interesting to note that the Bible does not say that a man's education makes room for him, but that his gift does. And I want to—I just want to reread that again to our. Uh, all of our listeners out there, that God has put a gift or a talent in every person that the world makes room for. And it is this gift that will enable you to fulfill your vision, that Mm -hmm. vision that the Lord has given you. And it will make a way for you in life. And in exercising this gift, you will actually find real fulfillment, that you'll find purpose and that you'll find work. And it is interesting to note that the Bible does not say anything that a man's education makes room for him. No, it says that his gift will make room for him. Mm-hmm. And I just love the way that Miles Monroe put that in perspective. He said that these gifts are to be used to glorify God and to help others. Not to advance yourself, but it's there to glorify God Amen. and to help others. Amen. And by using our gifts and our talents we will make an impact and a difference in the lives of others and that we will further the kingdom because that's what we're here to do. So, folks, when change happens, it could very well be one of the best things to happen to us. Mm -hmm. It is a way for us to refocus on where we are, to spot any obstacles that may be coming our way, and fine-tune those goals to match with the vision that has been given into our lives. But is there an opportunity for us in change, Brian? Well, of course there is an opportunity in change. Okay. Change will actually move us out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Change can help us to grow and to become stronger and more productive. Amen. This change could be a move from one location to another. Or it could be from one job to another or to a different career. Or it will move us from one relationship to another. Or, folks, listen to this, it actually could move us from one church to another. Mm -hmm. Now, if we keep a perspective on who we are and whose we are, 
then when change comes, we can adapt to that change and then let him who made us mm-hmm. take us down the path on where he wants us to be. Life is like a river, folks. There is a change in the current, in the water level, and in the scenery, and in the flow of where that river goes. Amen. And sometimes that water level is low, and we might have to get out and pull the boat. (laughs) And other times that we're paddling just fine and having fun, and then at other times there are whitewater rapids, and we're having to paddle like crazy. And Mm -hmm. then there are going to be a time where there are just still or quiet waters Mm -hmm. and you can really reflect on that and here is a great reminder if we keep our eyes open and set on him he will lead us through the waters of change and show us the way change Mm -hmm. happens but god is still god so do not be afraid of change you know it's like when you have a job and suddenly you have to make a change to a new job Maybe you found a new job, or your employer helped you out the door to find a new job or opportunity. (laughs) Your employer has helped you out the door to find a new job or opportunity. Ouch, that could be a change. Yes, there is a wonderful verse in Isaiah 43 that is a life verse for me. In Isaiah chapter 43, verses 2 and 3, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. That was powerful, Leah. Mm. For I am your God. Amen. You know, now the second word that we want to talk about this evening is that word commitment. In Proverbs 16.3, in the New International Version, it reads, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. And the New Year is almost here. Yes, it's just a couple of months away, and we're planning out our goals and working on our vision. And we know that there will be change coming into our lives. But what we do... But what do we do with commitment? Oh, yeah. We are told by the experts that after we have completed our planning process and we begin to implement those plans, for some that means to move forward with the plans. And we have to stay focused and we have to stay committed. By doing this, with his help, all things are possible. Here is a great verse to help us to stay focused by committing ourselves to the Lord. The prophet Isaiah shared this in chapter 26, verse 4, in the Amplified Version. So trust in the Lord. Commit yourself to Him. Lean on Him. Hope confidently in Him forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. The Rock of Ages. Oh, man, that's just such an awesome verse, Leah. Mm-hmm. Commit ourselves to him. So let me ask you this. What did that word mean, you know, to to be committed? Oh, 
I mean, does that mean to go into the asylum or what? <laughs> no. One of the online dictionary sites I go to defines this word as a pledge to do something. You know, like our Pledge of Allegiance to the United States of America. It also means the state of being bound emotionally or intellectually to a course of action. Ah, you kind of mean like the pledge that I took when we got married. Yeah, that's right. The same pledge that I made to you, my love. (laughs) Ah, you are so sweet, my bride. (laughs) And, you know, we are talking about a pledge. Like in marriage, Mm -hmm. there is a sacred promise. But here is a scripture verse that really hits close to home, and this should mean something special to each of us especially when we do make a pledge. Mm -hmm. And this is from Numbers, chapter 30 and verse 2, and I'm going to read this from the New International Version. It says that when a man makes a vow to the Lord or takes an oath to obligate himself by a pledge, he must not break his word, but he must do everything that he said. Amen. Well, that should hit close to home for all of us especially when we make a pledge, wanting to dig a little further on this word commitment, I decided to look this word up in a Bible concordance. And here was what, here was something it really said interesting. Yeah, so what was that? The word I found in for commitment in Hebrew was the word asah. Interesting. It had several descriptions of the word commitment. Is that kind of like a thought from afar? <laughs> no. Oh. Here, here are just a few. To do such as to work, to act, and to act with effect, to effect, or to make, or to produce, and to prepare. To prepare. Now, that was interesting. This was something cool I also found. It also means to make an offering or to attend to, to put in order, to observe. It means to celebrate, to appoint or ordain and to and to institute. That's really cool, to appoint and to ordain. Mm-hmm. You know, I really like those last two. Mm-hmm. And those two words to appoint and ordain, really are part of the basis for the ministry for which God has given us. Mm -hmm. This really brought some of the deeper meaning and understanding to our calling and commitment, especially for our goals and vision that the Lord has given us. When we commit to something, we have to put our heart, mind, and soul into it. Not just part of it, but all of it. Not just involved, but really committed. Yeah, that's correctly. And we also have to commit daily to our goal or vision. Yes. And prepare for what lies before us. Just like an athlete who prepares to run in a race, there is a process of getting prepared and of being ready for the next race. That's right. It takes commitment to rise up and shine daily, and to have an attitude of ad- of gratitude and of being committed. You know, Brian, Paul said it best in the book of Corinthians. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? 
Run in such a way that you may win. I love it. Run in such a way that you may win. And, you know, I'm kind of reminded of that old saying that there is a difference between being committed and involved. Yep. You see, it's kind of like having bacon and eggs for breakfast. (laughs) Brian, what on earth does breakfast have to do with commitment? Well, Leah, you see... And preparing breakfast, you see the chickens involved, but the pig, well, he's committed. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, that is what I call committed. <laughs> so you can have a choice in life. You can decide to just be involved. That means that you can take part in the process, but you will never really go where you want to go and end up dreaming about what you could have done. Mm-hmm. Or you can be committed. And you can learn to have a burning desire to fulfill the vision that was given to you by our Creator. Yep. To make a difference, it's like what Paul said. Yes. Let's all run the race to win the prize. To do this, you have to be committed. That's a great word, Leah. And here is an important thing to remember when you are making plans. Mm -hmm. When we lay out our plans and commit ourselves to Him, He will give us the road map. He will give us the path and the direction on where to go. And this is from Proverbs 16, verse 3 in the New International Version. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. But Brian, this is just only one promise of what the Lord says that he can do. How can we do this on our own? Well, here's another reminder of his promise. And again, this is from Isaiah 26, verse 4 in the Amplified. So trust in the Lord, commit yourself to him, lean on him, hope confidently in him forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. He's the rock of ages. Amen. And that is a great promise, Brian. And here is another promise for our listeners this morning. You will, you will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. That's Isaiah 26, verse 3 in the Amplified Version. The you in this verse is God. That's right, it is. And again, I want to quote the late Dr. Miles Monroe when he said, When your priorities are correct, you preserve and protect your life. Now, we hope that this message has been blessed and encouraged today by this message. We hope that you have been blessed and encouraged by this. So, Brian, what is our next part of tonight's study? Well, actually, I wanted to start this off with a question. Like what? Well, did you ever have one of those moments when you're sleeping, you know, a really deep sleep, when suddenly an idea or a word comes right into the middle of your dream? No, I just usually roll over and go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, Leah, I'm serious. Oh, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 
So I'm sure that there's someone out there in our listening audience that probably has had this same thing happen to them. Okay, tell us what happened. Well, you can get an idea or even a word, and then when you get this, it is so strong that your brain tells you, get up and go write this down. So what happens next? Well, you probably want to think about it or wait until tomorrow to write it down and then go back to your dream. Okay, I'm going back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but wait, think about this. If you do this, more than likely, you're going to forget what was given to you, and then you'll try to remember it tomorrow, like why it was so important. If it's me, I have already forgotten the moment my head hits the pillow. (laughs) Well, for me, I've learned that when this happens, I have to get up out of bed and go write it down, write down that idea or word that was given to me in that dream. Okay. I know this happens to you because you get up and go down the hall and start typing away on the computer. Well, you know, it's like I told you about three and a half years after Victoria died, I was dreaming in my dream, and I thought I was playing basketball or something. And all of a sudden I heard the Lord tell me, I want you to write this book, uh, and here's the title, From Misery to Ministry, A Walk of Faith. I said, okay, great, and I went back to the game. He said, get up and go write it down. I said, well, I'll do it tomorrow. And he said, you won't do it tomorrow. You'll forget. And I said, no, I won't forget. And he said, well, yeah, you were. And I said, no, 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 I won't forget. And he said, well, remember when I told you this and that? I suddenly went, oh, yeah. And he said, Mm -hmm. and you forgot about it and didn't write it down? I said, yeah. And he said, well, get up and go write this down. And I said, well, I'll do it in the morning. He said, no, get up now. And I remember it was about 1.30, and I threw back the covers, and I said, fine, I'll get up and I'll go do it. And poor Leah, she woke up and she said, what, 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 what's going on? I said, nothing, go back to sleep. <laughs> and then I walked down the hall and I kind of stumbled down there and I got into my office and I, I turned on the screen on the computer and I called up a Word document and I said, okay, the Lord's woke me up. He tells me he wants me to write a book. Here's the title of the book, From Misery to Ministry, A Walk of Faith. And I sat there looking at the screen and I waited and I waited and I literally, I looked up at the at the top of the ceiling, and I said, okay, I did that. What else? Can I go back to bed now? (laughs) And then all of a sudden, this other phrase came in and said, write a chapter about the day of what happened with Victoria. So I typed it up, and I looked up in the the ceiling, and again, I said, all right, are we done? And then I heard him say, write how your life was before. So I wrote it down, and I sat there, and I waited for about 10 or 15 minutes, almost falling asleep. And finally I said, can I go back to bed now? And I didn't hear anything else, so I went back to bed. Mm-hmm. And that, folks, is how that book came about. <laughs> so for me, I just want to say that I have learned that when this happens to me, I have to get up out of bed and go write down the idea or the word that was given to me in that dream. So is this something that is important? Well, yes, and it should be for all of us. I mean, do we have to write this down? Well, yeah, if you don't write it down and get up and write it down, guess what? You're going to forget about it. (laughs) Okay, this is going to sound like a child here, but why? Well, no, you're not being a child about it, but sometimes we have to learn to ask childlike questions Mm -hmm. to the Father. 
And this was a great question. We need to learn to write down these ideas and thoughts that the Lord gives us because it may be important for right now, and if it's not for right now, and if it's not for today, then it just might be for tomorrow or for some place in the future. Or it will be next week or a future time. It will. And sooner or later, it will be an important step in determining your path or future for you. And it will be there to help complete the vision and the calling that the Lord will give you. Amen. And I found this great scripture verse on writing down these thoughts. This is from Habakkuk 2 verses 2 and 3 in the Amplified Bible. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and engrave it plainly on clay, tablets, so that the one who reads it will run. And for the vision is yet for the appointed future time. It hurries toward the goal of a fulfillment. It will not fail. Even though it delays, wait patiently for it, because it will certainly come. It will not delay. You know, and I remember when our good sister, spiritual sister Shelley Gajewski, talked to me one day, and she gave me that same scripture verse, and she said, this is from the Lord. Yep. And I never forgot about that. I wrote that down, and I pinned it up on the wall. Yep. So, Leah, thank you. That was just a really awesome verse. And, you know, a few years ago, I was stirred in my sleep with a word, and it was so strong that I heard it spoken a number of times, and then it suddenly appeared on a piece of paper. And that word was foundation. Foundation? Now that is a cool word. So then what do you think that that word foundation really means? I looked up that word on the online dictionary, and here is how they define this word. It means a body or ground upon which something is built up or overlaid or the basis on which a thing stands is founded or is supported. Now, here's something really interesting. That word foundation in Hebrew is the word eben. That doesn't mean like an eben road. Oh. (laughs) It's actually pronounced even, E-V-I-N. And this word, kind of interestingly, actually means a large or small stone, and it means a tablet or tablets. You mean like the Ten Commandments? Oh, yes, exactly. And no, Lee, I was not there when those were written. <laughs> and it also means a marble or hewn stones yeah. and precious stones, mm-hmm. stones of fire. And it also means strength, firmness, and solidity. Wow, stones of fire. I like that part about strength, like our name, Hazak. That's right. Hazak's root word means strength, Yep. not just encouragement. So, Leah, what do you think of when you hear that word foundation? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Maybe the cement I I see being poured out on the ground when there is a new home or business being built in the area. That's a really good answer, and that is exactly what it's like. 
or even a brick wall or another foundation of some kind. Mm -hmm. It is also important to remember that a good, strong foundation ensures good, strong, and stable ground for a good, strong, and lasting structure. So some people may ask, what is the big deal? The big deal? Yes. And they might also ask, why do we need to have a strong foundation? Well, Leah, that's a great question. So let's take a look at a couple of reasons to have a strong foundation. This will be fun. Well, yes, it is. So the first example I'd like to share is this. In Italy, around 1174, and no, I was still not there, <laughs> an architect named Bonanno Pisano started a new building that was to become his most famous building. He designed an eight-story bell tower in the town of Pisa, or Pisa. And after a few years in the building process, the tower began to sink into the ground due to poor soil. Oh, it started sinking? Yes, it was sinking. And over a period of time, the building was finally completed. But here is the thing, that due to the poor soil below, the surface of the tower began to lean. Now it was leaning? Yep, and as a result of this, this is how the tower got its new name, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh, so what's your other example? You didn't like that, huh? No. <laughs> now, there's a second building structure that I want to talk about, and it is the Sears Tower in Chicago in Illinois. Mm -hmm. It is one of the world's tallest skyscrapers. It is 1,454 feet tall. Oh, wow. It's 110 stories high. And at, its, and at its foundation, there are 114 pilings that are 100 feet deep so that it stands on solid bedrock. Wow, that is a tall building. And here's something cool. On a clear day, it is possible to see four states from the top of the tower. Oh, my gosh. With a building that tall, does it sway or move back and forth during high winds? Well, actually, it does. Ooh. The average sway of the building is approximately six inches from true center. But the building is designed to sway up to get this, three feet. Wow, this is amazing. So it really is important to have a strong foundation then. That's right, Leah. And listeners, you need a solid bedrock to build on. So how does this foundation apply to us in life? And again, Leah, that is just a great question. You see, in life, you could say that everything that we do depends upon what lies beneath the surface. I found some great precious gems to help us understand what foundation really means in Scripture. Well, my bride, what did you find? This is from Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against the house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. 
Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. It fell and great was its fall. That was just a great and awesome verse. Now, listeners, everything that we do and pursue in life, whether it is our career, our business, our trade, or our vocation or avocation, there has to be a solid foundation on which to build from. Brian, I'm sure some of the listeners would like to know why we should have a solid foundation in our life. Well, you see, without a strong base or foundation, we cannot expect to stand on our own for very, very long. Well, what happens if we do not have this foundation? Well, if we don't have this strong foundation, then in time we could find ourselves like the Tower of Pisa, leaning in the wrong direction. And we begin to take on cracks on our foundation, leading to some major repairs, or worse yet, having the entire whole building come down on top of us. Wow, I never thought of it that way before. So what is the answer, Brian? What kind of foundation should we have in life? All that we have to do is to turn to God's Word for this answer. So with that, what I want to do is come up and find this verse and a good passage for us. So, Leah, read that passage that we looked up this past week from Isaiah. Okay, I would be glad to. This is from Isaiah 28, verse 16, and it's from the NASB, NASB. The old NASB Bible, yeah. yeah. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a costly cornerstone for the foundation firmly placed. He who believes in it will not be disturbed. You know, and I wanted to share this passage from 1 Corinthians 3.11. Mm-hmm. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now that was that was powerful. And we would like to leave our listeners with this, that whenever you're in the process of building your home or your business, your relationship, or your marriage, I want you to remember this. If you want to have a life that will last, it is important that you build these things on a firm and solid foundation. So ask yourself this question. What is my foundation built upon? It is is it, it is it built on sand on sand or the solid rock ah on the solid rock I stand <laughs> and I'm reminded of that old refrain from the old hymn on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand all other ground is sinking sand Awesome. All right, folks, listen, uh, we're going to take just a small little break here. And so what we want you to do is to sit back and enjoy some really nice music here. Yes, this is one of Brian's original songs. It's really cool. Enjoy. You bet it is. So just lay back, sit back, and enjoy some music, and we hope that you'll enjoy it for just a little bit, and then we'll be back to join you in just no time. 
Well, welcome back. We hope that you enjoyed that little song for tonight. Leah encouraged me to just kind of play that through all the way to the end tonight. And I said, okay, honey, if that's what you want, that's what we'll do. So welcome back. So we are now back to our next topic for the final part, and it's time to get back to your future. So, wow, who knew? Hey, well, it looks like we had a small snafu and a cutout from our end, so we hope that you haven't really missed too much. We're going to try to get back to you just as quickly as we can right now. And so, Father, we again, we just thank you for the opportunity to bring everything together And we thank you for the way that you've worked on our lives. We thank you for all that you do for us. And, Father, we pray again for the people that are out in the audience tonight and that, Father, that there will be some changed hearts and changed lives tonight. And that, Father, we pray that the people will be blessed and that, Father, that they will find things just in their life like they've never found before. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for Montel and her family and for her ministry and for all that she does. And, Father, we just now ask you to bring us back live, Father, onto the show. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So, wow, who knew about a little change on the air? So here we are. We have finally made it. Made what? Where? Well, we've made it almost through to the end of 2021, thank God. So what's new with that? Well, it's a new year on the Hebrew calendar, as we said. It's 5782, and it's a new season, and it's a new hope for the future. A new future? Yes, and in fact, it's time to look back in order to go forward. To look back? You bet. So somewhat, now that we are, now that we're here and we've arrived, guess what do we do next? I don't know. Is this like a New Year's resolution or something? Well, possibly. You know, we can start looking at everything that we want to do. Diet, shave, change our clothes and wardrobe, change jobs or careers, and even look towards the day of retirement. Of course, you've been looking at me lately since I grew a beard. So, <laughs> Well, we grow some hair, take a vacation. <laughs> grow some hair? Why are you, why are you looking at me? <laughs> well, you know, maybe you are looking a little thin up there. <laughs> <laughs> You're a funny girl. You know, when I get my hair cut, I ask the barber for an even cut, and he just looks at me and says, I can't do that, sir, with an odd amount of hair. <laughs> well, anyway, moving along here, oh, uh, we want to share something really important with you. So for those who have a passion and a vision, you need to look forward to what you have already been given that special gift or that special talent or idea, write it down and review where you are. So is that the future? Actually, it's time to get back to your future. Oh, what a great topic to end with. You bet it is. I love this topic, and I know our listeners will be excited to hear some of these things that we will be sharing with them. Yes, and it's time to get back to your future, folks. For those of you who have been called, who have been given a dream or a vision, 
It is time to put off what you have been wanting to do and start working and doing what you have been made to do. Oh, that is awesome, Brian. And I thought that it would be important for us to take a look at our title this morning, Back to Your Future, and discuss what it means. That's a great idea, Leah. So I looked up that very first word, back. Back. So what did you find out? Well, this word can mean to back up or to go in a reverse direction. It also means to return to a former direction or location. I like that one, to return to a former direction or location. Yes. Did you find something in Hebrew for us today? Well, yeah, I did. Actually, in Hebrew, back, this word is olam, and it means in the far distance. So when looking off in the far distance, it is difficult to make out any details and what is beyond that horizon that cannot be seen. Oh, I thought so, too. And that word, future, was pretty interesting. Okay, so what did you find out about that word, future? It means a time yet to come. Duh. (laughs) Well, of course it does. It also means something for a later date, and it means something in the future or yet to come. And now that word, future, in Hebrew is the word Ah, harith, and it means a latter time. Not a latter time, but a latter time. So you could say that to get back to your future, we need to return to a former location or direction so that we can be ready for things yet to come? Yes, that's right, and that is a great analogy, Leah. Thanks, Brian. And the The Lord gave us a great verse to remember his promise for our future in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. It it reads, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And I love that verse. That's very powerful. And before we get to the main part of the study here, I want to share something else important that the Lord has given to each of us. What's that, Brian? The Lord has given each of us a special gift or talent. You're right. He did. And listeners, if you do not know what your gift is, take some time out this week to pray and ask God, what special gift did you give to me? And we should be asking this, what was I made to do, and what is my purpose here on earth? Oh, those are great questions. And Lee and I want to share with all of you out there in the listening audience another special passage with regards to your gift. So, Leah, let's read that Bible verse that we found this past week from the Amplified Bible, and this is from 1 Peter 4.10 through verse 11. Uh, oh, I would love to. I'm, I am reading from verse 10. As each of you has received a gift, a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment, employ, for, employ it for one another as benefits to good trustees of God's many-sided grace, faithful stewards of the 
of the extremely diverse powers and gifts granted to Christians by unmerited favor. favor. And it continues with this in verse 11, that whoever speaks, let him do it as one who utters. Oracles of God, whoever renders service, and let him do it as with the strength which God furnished abundantly, so that in all things that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, the Messiah. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever through endless ages. Amen. So be it. And here is a great verse for us to use in our daily walk and for our future hope. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. That's from Isaiah 43, verse verse 18 in the NASB. And that was an awesome passage to help us to keep our focus on our calling and to stay the course. So let's get back to our topic, Brian. What can we do to get back to our future? Well, here are just a few simple things to remember. So grab your pen and paper. Ah, got it. I'm ready. First, write down and review what you have done so far. Okay. Then see if there has been anything that has changed since you first began your work. Really? Write it down? Well, yes. You see, it is time to start reviewing where you are now and what you've done so far. Then you can begin to reach out for the next level. Oh, and this will help you to see what is working and what's not working and show you what, what you need to do to change or adapt. That's right, and those are some really great suggestions, Leah. I thought you would like them. <laughs> so what's next? Then write down your goals and your objectives and write down your thoughts and write down your ideas. That's right. Write down your thoughts. I am sure there are some listeners out there wondering why they should do this. Well, you see, it's like driving in a car. You have a large front window to look out of and a small rear-view mirror to see what you have, where you've been and what is behind you. You are on the road and your future destination is in front of you. Mm-hmm. You cannot move forward in life if you're constantly looking in the rear-view mirror. You will miss the turns in front of you and most And most importantly of all, you will miss the opportunity in the divine intersections that you prepared for you in advance. So many of us like to constantly look in the small mirror, and when we do, our focus becomes small, and our vision becomes smaller, and our hope begins to shrink in size. That was a great analogy, Brian. And there's this. The late Dr. Miles Monroe put it like this. He said, Sight is the function of the eyes, and the vision is the function of the heart. That is an awesome quote. I loved that, man. And we need to stay focused on the vision and task at hand on a daily basis. Did you say daily? Yep, daily. And we need to have hope and be encouraged each and every day. And here is a great scripture to give a great reminder of that hope and encouragement. This is from Hebrews 12, verse 1, from the Amplified Bible. Therefore, then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne 
testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary faith. And that sin, which is so readily, deftly, and cleverly, clings to and entangles us. And let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is it say excuse me that is say set before us and then there is this do not discard anything why is that brian i like it it's like i told a friend of mine one time all ideas come from the lord and he reveals everything to man and i like the way that daniel 222 reads from the amplified it is he who reveals the profound and hidden things and he knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. You are so right, Brian. And this week, while preparing for this program, I was reminded of another promise from God. This is from Ephesians 2, verse 10, from the Amplified Bible. For we are his workmanship, his own master work, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. And I love that passage. And remember, all ideas come from him. And as I like to share with others, sometimes the thoughts I get are either too big and bizarre. And then I think, <laughs> is this from the Lord or was this from the pizza that I ate last night? <laughs> yes, I have heard that many times. And it is important to those to use those gifts which the Lord has given to you to help you get back to your future. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that Dr. Miles Monroe wrote about this. How is the fulfillment of vision meant to work in a practical terms? Proverbs 18:16 is a powerful statement that reveals the answer. A man's gift makes room for him. What you were designed to be known for is your gift. God has put a gift or a talent in every person that the world would make room for. It is this gift that will enable you to fulfill your vision. It will make a way for you in life. And it is in this exercising that this gift that you will find a real fulfillment, purpose, and contentment in your work. It is interesting to note that the Bible does not say that a man's gift and his education makes room for him, but that his gift does. And as Brian shared earlier, we ha- you have to write those thoughts and ideas down on paper. That's right, and this is from Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3, and again, this is from the Message Bible. Mm -hmm. And then God answered, write this. Write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that you can be read on the run. This vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming, and it can hardly wait, and it doesn't lie. And it seems to be slow in coming, but wait, it's on the way. It will come right on time. So with that, I'm Brian Fouts. And I'm Leah Fouts. And we're with Hazak Ministries and Encouragement Ministry out here in the Colorado River here in Columbus, Texas. 
And just as a reminder, we have written a couple of books about our journey and how we got into ministry. Our first book is called From Misery to Ministry, A Walk of Faith Through the Loss of a Loved One. It is a wonderful book that brings hope, healing, and encouragement to those who have lost a loved one. And it's easy to read, and it would make a really great impact in your life. Now, these books are available through our website, and we have a second book. Yes, we do. It's called Steps of Faith. And Steps of Faith is an exciting adventure into learning how to be led by the Holy Spirit. And these encounters could become stepping stones for our own steps of faith, learning to trust him in all things and for all things. And we also have a third book. That's right. It is called Walking Through Grief, A Journey of Peace. And this is a great book with lots of resources and stories to help you through the grief process and to bring healing on your journey. And we also want to bless you with our message of encouragement. And pray to, and pray that these books will help you to be open, willing, and obedient to the Lord. And we hope that these divine encounters will assist you in learning to take your very own personal steps of faith. You can learn more of how to order this book by visiting our website at www.hazakministries.com. That website address, again, is www.hazakministries.com. And isn't there something else that they should know? Oh, yeah. When you order the book from our website, Brian and I will personally sign your book or books. We ship the books first class so that you have, have have it in two or three days. And if you buy one for a friend, we will ship to their address from here. They make great gifts. And thank you, Leah. And we would like for... Uh, you or Leah and myself, if you would like for us to come and speak at your church to your men's or women's group or special event. Oh, yes. Please contact us at 832-878-8043. That number again is 832-878-8043. And again, you can always reach us out here on our handy-dandy landline at 979 979- Five hundred forty-two fifty-six. Now that number again is nine seven nine five hundred forty-two fifty-six, and you can also call us on that line if you just need to call and have prayer. And just a reminder, this would be a great time to write down all of the things that you are thankful for, and share them with your loved ones and others. And I am personally thankful that Jesus saved me and that I can serve him doing work for the kingdom. Oh, me too. Amen to that. And we also want to thank you, the listeners of Reaching Out Radio, for tuning in this evening. And it's an honor to be a featured guest here with Evangelist Montel Fields on Reaching Out Radio, where we are reaching out to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And with that, thank you again. And remember, be be strong strong and be be Hazak. Hazak.